and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about cultivating contentment. Hey Shannon, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm doing well too. I, um, I'm excited to talk about cultivating contentment because I was uh, walking Bix right before uh, we sat down to record and I was it put me in such a good mood. Oh. Because we ran into cute dogs, and then we also ran into an enemy, but Bix tried to behave oh. himself really. He tried really, really hard. And he does that, the way he does that is to leap in the air, all four feet in the air, like he's on springs, instead oh, of barking right. and lunging. So we right. had a nice But slump. he stays in one place, just well, no, up we, and down. Yeah, well, we perce- I keep walking, and so he, oh. he just sort of... <laughs> Like he's on a pogo stick next to me. He's like Tigger. <laughs> he's like Tigger, right? <laughs> so anyway, as I was as I was walking in the home stretch, I'm like, I just in such a good mood. Um, this was such a nice walk, and so Let's, I feel so, like maybe I cultivated some contentment. Yeah, I think so because it wasn't like something, you know, fantastic and out of the ordinary happened. You just noticed all of these small things that were really enjoyable yeah exactly and I think that's a big part of cultivating contentment is you know noticing the things that are enjoyable noticing the things that are going well yeah. noticing the things that um, uh, that are working for you yeah it's so easy to focus on the things that aren't working for you Right. I mean, we're sort of wired to pay attention to problems. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's nice to consciously shift your focus to paying attention to the things that are okay. Yeah. And yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm very fortunate that lots of things are okay, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I know that not everybody is that fortunate, but um, there's always something, even in, like, even, you know, when my dad passed away that week after he died, I, there was so much that I was grateful for. Number one, you're dropping everything and coming to be with me, and Denise doing the same thing. That's also number one. But, I mean, there's over and over, there were so many things that um, I remember feeling, oh, I'm so grateful, and that helped me get through a really tough time. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it, I don't know, I think sometimes it feels counter, not necessarily counterintuitive, but like, you know, in your situation, like maybe you weren't really grieving if you were also sort of recognizing these nice things, but I think that's life, you mm-hmm. know? It's like, it's always a mix. <laughs> right, it's always a mix, it's true. Yeah, I don't know, it makes you feel warm and fuzzy to think about noticing like 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 um the word i'm trying to avoid using is proactively uh intentionally Mm -hmm. uh looking and noticing those things yeah yeah well i think that's why 
um, a gratitude journal or some sort of gratitude practice can be helpful. I I know that you have kept gratitude journals off and on in different ways. I've never really had success with them, but one of the the th- the valuable things about doing that is you pay attention to these things. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and sometimes even if you're just having to look on the bright side of a bad situation, like, mm-hmm. um, oh, shoot, I was trying to try to come up with something comical, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't. Um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I'm um, In my bullet journal, when I first started doing it this year, I made the practice of writing three things I'm grateful for after I write the date mm-hmm. uh, each morning. And I think it was around the time my dad died. I stopped doing that. <laughs> I, think oh. it's, I think it's time to reinvigorate that. And yes. This conversation will inspire me to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a great reminder, like we talked about last week, that you can just reinvigorate that habit. It's not like you didn't fail at it. It just wasn't the right thing for you to be doing for a while. And, and now it feels like it would be supportive. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I uh, keep trying to pay attention to the small things. And one of the small things that is making me really happy is uh, our hummingbird feeders. It's, I have one right outside my office window. Mm-hmm. Except for I have this naughty hummingbird who chases all the other hummingbirds away. But oh. it's still sort of fun to watch them chase each other. <laughs> Well, maybe you should, um, like, try to connect telepathically with that naughty hummingbird and ask him to be cool, dude. I know. I, yeah. I try, but he's, he's very territorial. And apparently, this is a type of hummingbird that can be that way. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I know an award-winning book about telepathic animal communication I can recommend. <laughs> I believe I have a copy oh. signed by the author downstairs. Oh, excellent. So you might want to just check that out. That yeah. actually could be a fun experiment. Um, but yeah, that's very nice that you're, the, the bird, the hummingbirds are loving you and enjoying. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, having a cat on your lap is oh. Oh, something that's a wonderful thing to yeah. enjoy. And just like, she's so cute. You're and cute. just like marveling at how cute and soft she is. She's... I think most cats are cute, but she's ex- exceptionally cute. She is. She really is, and soft. Well, yeah. I think we need to put a picture. I know. Let's put a picture of her the, in, in the bed that I made for her. Oh, yes, because that's in her favorite notes. place to be. Is she it really? It. Oh, yeah. She spends a lot of time in that bed. She plays in it. Oh, that makes me feel very contented. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. And I, uh, just to go back a minute to what you said about looking for the silver lining, I, sometimes that can feel hard to do, but it might be easier if that feels like a struggle to reframe something. And, you know, if you, if something happens and you feel bad about it and you think this means something bad, you know, just asking yourself, what else could this mean? Mm. And, you know, coming up with a few different things just to help your brain get out of that one negative groove. Like, you don't have to convince yourself that, you know, this is the best thing that could ever happen. But you can see that, 
you know, that, that it holds a, a lot of meaning, you know, like losing your dad holds a lot of different meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just sort of paying attention to that can help you feel more contented as opposed to, you know, always wanting things to be different. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel fortunate to be a glass half full person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's easy for me to look on the bright side of things to the extent that, I mean, to, to the extent that I irritate certain people. <laughs> 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 but I do feel really fortunate that I have the ability almost, almost always to come up with a could be worse situation, you know. Yeah. Why this, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I prefer to, to look at the glasses half full as well. I mean, I, I may worry about things, but I generally think things are going to work out. And generally things have worked out. Yeah. It's not like you haven't had any hardship or, or I haven't had any hardship. Yeah. But we've uh, landed on our feet to the point we have a podcast that has 225 episodes. I know. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Someone was asking me about it the other day and they're like, and you're still having fun and you still have things to talk about? Like, yes and yes. Yeah, I have a friend who always <laughs> asks me that too. She, I think she just can't quite believe we're really enjoying it. <laughs> like we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing it if we weren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think another area to think about cultivating contentment is um, when something is okay, but you know or perhaps desire it to be better mm-hmm. um and i and i feel like that is tricky because it it can feel hard to be satisfied with what you have when what you may really want is something different mm-hmm. um and and also you know if it's something you really want maybe you do want to be thinking about working toward it so right. to, to totally not think about it might not be beneficial. It's tricky. Yeah. But I think that uh, actually feeling content where you are is what helps you um, achieve whatever it is or, you know, work towards or, what, you know, whatever the situation may be. Um, because if you're feeling bad, it's hard to take action. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling, you know, content, that doesn't mean that you're giving up. Mm-hmm. It just means that, you know, you're okay where you are and it might be nice to have this other thing too. Yeah, be open to it without mm-hmm. without feeling badly about not having it yet. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so in terms of, tools for cultivating contentment we talked about perhaps some sort of gratitude writing down gratitude practice on a regular Mm -hmm. basis can you think of anything else well i think actually writing down um uh if you're having if you're feeling uh very discontented with something in particular writing down like three other things you know three other things it could mean that could help you find some contentment with the situation right oh i like that i like the idea of three things that feels doable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then 
you know, what we were just talking about, uh, that practice of, uh, uh, I guess it's sort of like that improv yes and thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like what I have is perfectly fine and it would be nice to have this other thing too. Mm-hmm. But to but to allow yourself to be content where you are with what you have, you know, what whatever the situation may be, while you consider, you know, what else you might like or how you might like things to be different. Like you don't have to be unhappy for things to change. Right. Oh, that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. I think a lot of people sort of feel that way, like they... they uh, generally, I think this is not conscious, but will make things really bad in order to leave a situation that they want to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a relationship or a job or something else. And, um, but you can, something can be okay and you can want something different. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to feel bad to let go of what you currently have you don't have to feel bad, you know, you can be content where you are and still want something else. Excellent advice. Yeah. So anything else you'd like to say about contentment? No, I feel like I've said everything I have to say. Okay. (laughs) Are you content? I'm content. Dang, how did I miss, how did I miss that? I thought that's what you were going to say. I was waiting for it. Of course you were. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we would love to hear from you, our listeners. Um, do you have a different way that you cultivate contentment, or is that something you struggle with? You can let us know on Facebook or Instagram at Getting to Good Enough. You can head over to the show notes, gettingtogoodenough.com, and leave a comment in I mean you go to our website and leave a comment in the show notes <laughs> I was on such a roll I know um, or you can leave us a voice message at 413-424-GTGE that's 4843 uh, until next time this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland Oregon and Janine Adams in St. Louis Missouri And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I mean, the whole content thing was like teed up right there. I know, I know. I just totally whiffed it. (laughs)